The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Thursday, mo- good Thursday morning, bruv and brevets. It's your bloke, Ray Quid. <laughs> top of the morning to you, to you, uh, wankers. Wow, that's that's us not that's get, us not getting monetized now straight away within the first thirty seconds. <laughs> Uh, I just want to show a little love to the British community. You know, my brother. I'm being incredibly xenophobic towards their their accent. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> y'all, 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 y'all are self-deprecating by nature. I thought you would enjoy that. It was, it was a noble attempt. Thank you. I'm terrible at accents. Only accent I can do are like black accents. So like I can do like Jamaicans and Africans, and that's about it. And I'm not doing that on the show. No, definitely. Nonetheless. You know, no, not at all. Nonetheless, it's your boy Rance, aka Ray Cash. Of course, you hear Mr. Mags in the background, aka Schmags. I guess that's a new thing. I mean, I'll I'll explain to you off air what it was, um, because it's a, a a bit of a dig at someone. But yeah, uh, but yeah, it's gone back. It's referred back to Mags now. That was a twenty-four oh. hour thing. Hey, the little subtle digs are the best ones because only the people that get it get it. I love it. Just like the big fish. <laughs> How's your day, man? First and foremost, before we get in here, everything good? Yeah, it's uh, been good. Been busy. Just finished recording uh, some chain wrestling where we got to watch uh, Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy uh, in a ladder match. That was uh, not as fun as I remember it to be, uh, but um, it's always a fun time having chain wrestling. And we spoke yesterday. Yeah. On an amazing show, uh, definitely go and uh, check that out on the Radio Techers channel, uh, where we uh, we essentially followed up on on last week's show uh, about uh, the the downfall and the failures of NXT. Uh, we knew that there was more conversations to be had there, and we brought in a couple of people whose uh, whose opinions we appreciate and we uh, and we value. And we had a really, really interesting conversation. A lot of disagreements, uh, uh, a lot of similar thoughts, uh, but uh, a really interesting debate. And it's uh, hopefully something that we can uh, we can get together and and do on a on a pretty regular basis because I had a lot of fun doing that. Really good, great feedback. Shout out to Tanner, who is, I mean, with all due respect to you, Mags, is the kind of the 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 mind behind the Radio Techers channel and brand. And shout out to the Queen. She came out here and represented, like, mm. schooled us, literally. So it was it was a blast. And 
anytime we could do that again. Love to do that. We'd probably try to do some more of that stuff. Um, I don't know, man. You know, those kind of collaborative panelist discussions are really fun because it gives a good chance for kind of controversial topics to be spoken about mm-hmm. in a in a like logistically pleasing manner. Because we were not screaming over each other. It was a good conversation. We were able to debate back and forth. It makes sense. Because some of the, a lot of the, the rhetoric you see on the internet is exactly the opposite of that. And we're going to get into some of that today. So thank you for putting that together. Um, I have three I mean, NXT talks that week. I had Head Drama, The Edge, and Radio Tecker. So yeah, NXT is a hot topic right now. I'm glad you enjoyed it. But that was, um, that was, that was essentially from a, a tw- we mentioned, uh, I mean, this is getting into the, uh, into a little bit behind the scenes, but we mentioned after the show that it was a really good conversation on, on last week's head trauma, uh, and that we should kind of like put it out in, in the ether and see what other opinions, uh, are out there. Because as good as we, and as much as we enjoy doing this show, we know that, it's our opinions and our opinions aren't always the kind of that, the popular opinion. So it, would be, it, it was interesting, <laughs> but it was interesting to, to get that kind of um, uh, feedback to see if, uh, if we were on the right lines or if we were way off base. Uh, and that kind of that uh, led to Tanner having the idea of doing the round table thing. Got, uh, got yourself involved, got Queen involved, which was just absolute magic. She she lives up to her moniker, uh, and you, sir, live up to yours because you were absolutely money. Uh, yeah, it was a, a great time out by all, and uh, we can't wait to, to hopefully a big news story happens in wrestling so we can we can get back together and, and, and shoot the shit again. Well, you know, I was, I'm, I'm money be, I, was, I was money because I'm Ray Quid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ray yes. Pound. Ray Pound, yes. Ray 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 Pound dash shilling. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. we actually have one of those controversial topics today. Um, <laughs> that I would actually love to get one of those group discussions about. I don't know. We're definitely not gonna be able to get it done last this kind of last minute situation, but um I was charged up last night. Like I was texting Mags at three o'clock in the morning, charged mm-hmm. up. Um, but I, I knew about it all day, but to kind of, I know we've really kind of bloviated a little longer than we like to, but wanted to kind of set the scene and explain what's been going on this past week. But, um, this Saturday was the Pentomid show for the AAA promotion. I speak a little Spanish. I'm not even going to try to say what the A stand for. I'm not even going to do it. Association. That's all you get. That's all you get. Nonetheless. Andrade Elidolo, who is was and and is primarily known as the CMLL guy, the mm-hmm. rival, was signed to a deal with with AAA, concurrently with his deal with AEW. Going back to May, Andrade versus Kenny Omega, who is the 600 plus day. Triple A Mega Champion, which is their world championship, mm-hmm. was booked. I believe May 17th was the date. If I'm wrong on that date, I know it's in that week. So forgive me if I don't get the date correct. They wrestled in main event. Shout out to Ric Flair, who got that contract so he'd keep bumping. <laughs> um, and shout out to Conan, who had to hold down, who had to hold down Kenny, which is weird, but okay. 
whatever. It, things happen. Uh, but nonetheless, Andrade lost. Kenny Omega won. Now, that's not a big deal. Just that alone. I mean, you would think so, right? You would, on the road Kenny's been on the past year, that seems reasonable, right? Well, in 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 kind of like a snapshot, absolutely. Yes. But in the th- in the uh, the lead up to it, and then some of the stories behind it. I mean, I have uh, uh, actively tried to avoid this uh, this topic because I knew uh, Ray was heated about it. And I didn't want to kind of like uh, uh, be clouded by uh, the the internet wrestling community as as we all tend to do there's always a lot of hot takes about about things like this um but from my uh very limited knowledge of what's gone on um there's been a little bit of a uh to and fro between uh triple a and aw about the the booking of this match uh, yes. so ray i'm sure you can elaborate more on the details so um we hear in this house or Dave Meltzer, fuck Dave Meltzer house. However, um, this report that he came out with has been verified by Fightful and many other publications. So this isn't him just surmising like he likes to do. But according to The Observer first, Andrade was scheduled to beat uh, Kidding for months. Since from the, the time the match was booked, and last minute, which, which was before um, Andrade turned up in AEW, that match was booked. yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and uh, so last minute, I believe as last minute as like the day of. I don't know if we really got a date yet. If some somebody correct me if we got a date as to when this was asked, and I'll say so on air. But um, last minute, Tony reached out to A to A Triple A was like, nah, I, we don't want Kenny to lose. Now, it's important because people are very literal, especially when they're trying to argue their point, because they think that the words will save them. So it literally says that they were asked to 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 not let Kenny lose, mm-hmm. that it was a bit of a request, not so much as a push. But it's also noted that they uh, have all final say over his bookings. So yeah. they literally could say he's not losing the night, and there's nothing Triple A can do about that. They played the creative control card. 100%, which is ironic because Andrade asked for full creative control when he came to AEW, <laughs> which yeah, is kind of funny. He saw the ratted on the wall. Uh, he knew but, what's up. Working for but, Vince long enough, you know what's up. Yeah, but uh, from from my, like I said, my very limited point of view, like I've, I've actively avoided this conversation on Twitter Uh Unfortunately, you do see kind of snippets of it, and there's uh, uh, some people who are uh, very notable in our community who used to have that kind of really uh, uh, level-headed thoughts, uh, were were kind of sh- shouting a lot of people down about it. Um, I, for me, the issue boils down to the, the, the fly-by-the-seat-of-the-pants booking of the impact stuff that, that oh. really affected it, because uh, obviously we had... Uh, the whole build-up was was meant to be uh, Hangman versus uh, versus uh, Kenny Omega. Yeah. That's kind of like uh, has been a uh, car bash for a while, which has switched it to Christian uh, Cage, which meant he then drew, uh, beat uh, Kenny for the Impact titles. Oh, and AEW didn't want Kenny losing twice on the bounce. 
and then uh, played that creative control card. For me, the big issue, and again, I have not seen the conversation that much on Twitter, so Ray can certainly enlighten me if I'm uh, way off base here. But me, the issue is allowing one company to have control over your world titles. Um, that uh, it works for Impact, I suppose, in a way, because Impact is still a relatively small fish, and they they have uh, uh, gained a lot of uh, a lot of eyes on their product because of the dealing with uh, with uh, with uh, AEW. But AAA are arguably the biggest company in in Mexico. Mm-hmm. They they are huge, and for to have this upstart company uh, with two years of history having control of the title that had decades and decades of lineage. Uh, it's a, a very weird situation uh, for the wrestling world to be in. So you, you said, a, you said, a, you said a mouthful. So let's break all this down. <laughs> you know, you did. And I'm glad you did because I wasn't going to take it that deep. So let's, let's break all this down because all this is relevant. The better part of two months, maybe even longer than that, but for sure the past two months, there has been a very strong and pointed push for Hangman in the Dark Order to face the buck, the Bucks, the Young Bucks. I'm speaking of Matt and Nick Jackson and Kenny Omega for both sets of titles at All Out, which is this is this is going to be on a Thursday morning. So in uh, two weeks, or in, I believe two weeks from this weekend, or a week from this weekend, Labor oh, wow. Day weekend in the states. Um. So and then last minute. They have the big five-on-five five match, which is, by the way, the match was cool. I don't really care about the match. One of the greatest entrances on both parts I've ever seen. Beautifully done. Hangman loses. They lose both title shots. Now, the reason that's come out is that Hangman's wife is pregnant. Shout out to her. And this was expected that he was going to take off time if and when she got pregnant. My response to that is, and I want to get yours because we're going to break this down portion by portion. My response to that is, number one, good for Hangman in that wrestling is number two to his family, especially in a COVID world. But number two, if this was planned, then you shouldn't have heated him up just to sit him down. If it wasn't planned, then at least go finish the last two weeks, have the match, and have him lose and build him back up then. But to stop him without even getting to the match, is asinine. And we'll, we'll talk about it affects Christian here in a second. But your thoughts on that just at that point? Yeah, so as someone who's a, who's um, can be critical of AEW, but is still a massive, massive fan, uh, I, I hated the, the ending of this story. Uh, mm-hmm. It seemed to be uh, a very WWE way of, of ending the story and, and they're trying to not be WWE um, but that unfortunately they seem to be falling into this this path of of uh, of booking by the seat of the pants and I really don't I don't get it because that, that was the storyline all the way through. Uh, Hangman was the hero that was going to come good at the end of the day. Uh, I, I get that real life happens, I get that you have to switch but there were better ways to do it than have Hangman lose the match, lose all that momentum. And it, I think it shows how accepting of, of, of bullshit AEW fans can be. 
Because ding, ding, ding. if that had happened in WWE, it would have got raked over the coals. And it would it would have got destroyed on on social media. But the amount of people, uh, AEW fans, who were saying, "Yeah, th- this is a long term story. Uh, it's it's uh, I trust AEW that they're going to to uh, give us what we want at the at the end of the day." But they've only got two years of history, and they're already letting people and letting storylines fall down because of. Real laugh, and then also the new shiny toys that are coming in, um, mm. who are going to get that top spot. Uh, because I, I personally don't believe that it was all about Hangman and and his wife being uh, um, having a baby. I'm sure that was a factor, but that that booking smelt to me of sorry, Hangman, you all need to move out the way because we've got these two big stars coming in, and they're not going to want to be facing Miro for the TNT title. So. Yeah, move, bitch. <laughs> so that's ludicrous. Um, and you know, I want to say people hate that argument that well, this was a WWE, but they they they'll call it farcical. But it's it's realistic, mm-hmm. and the reason it's I, realistic. And we'll get onto that in even more detail later on with a with a facts uh, when we speak about uh, pimple Big Dave. Tip. Yes, but it's it's but it's but it's it's such a real argument. Because it goes to show the hypocritical nature of us as a fan base. Mm-hmm. Now, I am not going to sit here and tell somebody that think you can't have a different emotion for different things given different situations. We are an advanced society emotionally. I get it. You can feel about you can feel two different ways about the same thing. Two things can be right. However, there has to be some base level of consistency, and there is not. AEW can do anything, and they will get the benefit of the doubt every time. And people, will, as we're going to speak about when we get close to, when we get deeper into the Andrade situation, they will try to cape for it and, 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 and describe why it's right when it's audibly wrong. Whereas in WWE's end, they'll call it out every five seconds. And I'm not saying they shouldn't. They should. But do both. Now, speaking to Christian, I think this only hurts Christian because he only got three weeks of a heat up on Rampage, they have this first ever big match where he opens the show and wins the Impact title. Now, let me tell you my thoughts on this real quick, Max. Christian ain't signed up to go back and beat TNA champ again. I know he didn't. And do I think he is proud to be given that honor? Yes. But my question to you. You said something I disagree with just a minute ago. You said that this has helped TNA. No, 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 no. Um, that is definitely out of context. In terms of as on the product, it's helped TNA. I don't even agree with that. They had one good buy rate for a pay-per-view. I mean, uh, compared to what their pay-per-views were doing before, I mean, you talk about a show that was being given away for free on Twitch. Now mm-hmm. at least they're making money off the show. What it definitely has not helped and uh, we've spoke about this uh, in, in private, is who on Impact side has been elevated by this this dealings with AW? Because so far, the, you've got the you've got uh, the Good Brothers who are now essentially AW property. Mm-hmm. You've got Kenny going in and decimating contender Everybody. after contender after contender. Yep. And the person who beats 
Kenneth for those titles is another AEW employee. There's nobody on that on that uh, that Impact roster who has been elevated. So when this partnership comes to an end, um, or it kind of like dies down, who's who's the main star in, in Impact? Said beautifully. I unless Christian wants to go and be full time Impact, I don't know. But it, you know, a friend of mine told me that this is all to put Moose over. My thought was, well, no disrespect to Moose, but Moose was already the TNA champion. Now, granted, TNA champion is different than Impact champion. I understand that. And I know he lost the title unification match to Rich Swan, but he was already the world champion, one of the world champions on that brand. So if this is all to give him the big belt, you could have just done that with Rich Swan. Mm-hmm. This is not helping him or putting him over, especially if he's not beating the guy who was unbeatable, the belt collector, right? He's supposed to be wrestling Thanos, and he got beat for a title by his own guy, which, if we're honest with ourselves, clearly was a last-minute decision. Again, it's switching from the hangman stuff. Yeah, exactly. And so now that that brings us back to Andrade, because you said very, very pertinently and very astutely that because of Kenny losing... On Friday, first episode of Rampage, I get it. Got to do something big. Britt's going to go over Red Velvet. She should. Red Velvet shouldn't be fighting for the title right now. Got to have something big happen. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny gets beat. Right? Christian's the world champ. He flies to Mexico for this big pay-per-view. Their biggest pay-per-view, by the way, which is not streamed in the United States. That's another thing. And... He doesn't lose to Andrade because of a last-minute switch. And, hey, don't we don't want him to lose because, and probably, this is an assumption here, but because he lost last night, we don't want to see him lose back-to-back nights. That's bad for our character. Now, here's... Now, first of all, that's all bullshit to me, number one. No, I understand creative control over your guy, but whoever... who, But it's almost like, let me flip it this way. If I'm in your house, Max... I'm always going to respect your rules. Whatever your rules of your house are, I'm going to respect it. But if my kids are in the house with you, with me, then my rules for my kids supersedes the rules for your house. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, I won't disrespect your house, but if I have to do, if I have to get on my kids for any reason, and you may not like that, that's something you're either going to have to eat or we, I'm going to have to leave. Because it's just that these are my kids mm-hmm. situation. And vice versa. Right? That's and I'm wrong for that. I respect that people think think differently of, of that. But that championship, that mega championship, should be controlled by the company in which it is controlled by. Even if the guy has creative control, you have our belt. Now, this is where this is what got me charged up, Max. There are people trying to say that in the art of lucha. Titles don't mean as much as the major luchas, Lucha de Apuestas matches, hair versus masks. Those are the big things in those worlds, right? The Rudos and the Technicals, right? So the titles don't matter as much. And there is proof to that because CML got like 50. I'm being facetious, but there's a whole lot, right? Yeah. Um, my retort, to, and so because of that, they're saying that it doesn't matter if it was a last-minute change because the titles don't matter anyway, and because you don't watch Lucha, you wouldn't understand. 
annoy fans uh, gatekeeping again. Um, yeah, it's what what kind of really annoys me about this whole situation, and it's not even the fact that AEW pulled the creative card, but they pulled it on one of their own talents. So to protect uh, Kenny, they've now made Andrade look weaker. This is Andrade who was brought in under a huge kind of heart train. Uh, and yet again, we're going down the same route that we did with Sean Spears. We're going down the same route that we uh, we did with every Jake Hager, everyone they've brought in from WWE, that uh, they're being affected by the EVPs. It is just asinine to me that in any world, in, in, in any company of professional wrestling, I don't care if it's WWE or someone as low as PWG, they don't even have television. I don't mm-hmm. care what it is. You have no right to tell me who or who I can't put my championship on. Right? It, it, I, just, I just, I don't care what the reasoning is. I don't care if the reasoning makes sense. You don't have that right to pull that creative card. Now, don't tell me, don't, don't piss in my face and tell me it's raining. Right? You've heard, have you heard that phrase before? Yeah. So what I mean is, if the if the mega championship doesn't matter, you wouldn't have put it on Kenny in the first place. Correct. And and this for me is is highlighting a huge huge problem with this forbidden door thing. It's cool that we're getting these uh these matches and these kind of crossovers, very reminiscent of the old territory days, the the old yep. indie days. But this is always going to be an issue because one company has all of the power and the other companies are essentially scratching at the captain's table for for scraps. Uh, This does nothing to promote AAA. This does nothing to promote impact. This is is a wet dream for AEW fans. Because they they are the big dogs in 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 the show, and we've even seen it with uh, on a lesser extent with with uh, New Japan. How many times have we seen a New Japan title uh, defended on an AEW show? It, there's no kind of crossover the other way. It's a uh, it's 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 becoming a a bit of an issue where uh, there's a lot of power players and and struggles coming on. And if this would have happened in the 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 attitude era days, the company doing it would have been lambasted. But because it's AEW, it's three pass, and it's there has to be a point in time where that this they aren't given those three passes. They aren't given that goodwill, and they are held accountable just like every other company is held accountable. That's all I'm asking for. That's all I'm asking for because. You- you just you alluded to it. Let's let's actually talk about it. There, you you we already broke down the partnership with Impact. Literally, the Good Brothers are on AEW TV every day, I mean, every week. The only people that I remember going over, besides Kenny, are Private Party. Mm-hmm. And that was once. And and then there was a uh, clause that they were they were going to send Sam in. Then he got uh, essentially yeah. told to go home. Yeah, exactly. So, so thank you for bringing that up, too. I forgot about that. It's, it's so bad, Kiera Hogan had to leave Impact to get booked on AEW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's AEW. NWA, how has that helped NWA? 
I get it. Camille got to show her title on their their brand their show, and her and Layla Hirsch, who is I guess the AW contracted person, big match, right? Thunder Rosa, who was the her and Aldis are the flagships or were the flagships because she's gone for NWA. Thunder Rosa had an active storyline that if she lost, she had to stay in the company. She couldn't do any more other bookings. Like, so I'm and she left anyway. Like, do you really think NWA has been built bigger because of their association? You think anybody's gonna going back? And I'm not trying to be facetious here again. I'm not trying to be funny. Well, that was funny, but I'm not trying to be a dick about this. Like, I'm being legitimate. Is this? Do you think that anything that they've done with NWA has helped? Do you think that that one match with Nick Gage helped GCW? But you've had George and other the whole time. Um, I think out of all the kind of like uh, um, partnerships that AW had, um, NWA have probably done the best uh, in terms of uh, of talent swapping. Uh, the the NWA title got a lot of um, the women's title got a lot of uh, airtime. Uh, and now I think it's been announced that uh, Red Velvet and and uh, uh, Kaylin King are going to be in the Empower uh, Women's Tournament. So there's a little, okay. at least there's a there's a little bit of crossover there. Uh, in terms of the other companies, it, it it does seem to be very much a one-way street. Now the argument is that it puts eyes on those products, but AAA doesn't Does need AEW to put eyes on the product. They're the biggest wrestling company in Mexico. That's a huge market. That's ridiculously huge market. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't. I think this all benefits AEW, uh, and I, I can't see how booking an AEW wrestler to beat another AEW wrestler for a, an Impact title for a Triple A title helps that company because you still don't have control of your your top title. It's uh, it's very very confusing. Yeah, I don't get it either, and I don't, I don't see how it's helping. Like, I, I, I will see to you the point that they went off of Twitch to selling, however many buys for the Kenny match. I'll see that to you because you're right. That is a major difference. Um, but the, 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 the um, deal with New, I don't even know it's a deal, but the working relationship with New Japan. Call that what it is, but John Moxley was the United States champ for over a year. And was never acknowledged until he defended against Blue Justice. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what are we? What? What? You, Eugene Nagata got to come all the way over here from Japan just for them to be like, oh yeah, by the way, Moxley is the world champ, the U.S. champ. You know, like if, if they get Tanahashi over for him and Moxley at All Out, we got something to talk about because there's some real stuff going on. No disrespect to um, Narita or Nagata. Or any even Hiko Leo coming over, yeah. And I mean, I'm a I'm I'm Bullet Club OGs all day, but no, everybody knew Hiko Leo didn't stand a chance against Archer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I just I don't. You're right. It's 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 all AEW vanity project under the guise of the Forbidden Door, because none of the big matches people want to see are happening. I think there's a legit chance that if Tanahashi, who I think is still in the states right now, agrees to that match. We got something. That's that's the beginning of I think real big matches in this quote unquote forbidden door. But this Andrade and this this whole ideology that you don't understand lucha, so you can't even argue. And that wasn't for us. That was for their fans. If it was for their fans, then why isn't 
I'm naming the only two people I know. Why isn't Fakingo the champion anyway? Because that was the argument. Well, Kenny's going to drop Fakingo anyway. Why wasn't Psycho clowning the match? I, I don't understand these arguments. Wrong is wrong. I just, I don't get it. If, if that was for Mexican AAA fans, they they wouldn't have Kenny Omega as their champion. They would have Psycho Clown, they'd have Vakingo, uh, uh, they would have <laughs> they would have Fabio Apache as the women's champion. Um, yeah. They Ray would Morris. have the yeah, exactly. Ray Scorpion. Yeah. yeah. Anybody. I, it, it, you know, and it is a, it, it, as much as AW fans don't like to hear it, this is a vanity project. It's as simple as that. This is about making AW look like the big dogs in this whole group. And I get that. Business wise, it makes sense. You, you want to be coming out of all these uh, relationships looking like the contender to WWE. I get that. You're not building anything for these relationships uh, for the companies that you're dealing with. Who who's getting built for AAA because of uh, Kenny being champion? Absolutely no, because he's facing an AEW talent for the title. Who is being built for Impact? Uh, absolutely no one, because he he was beat by an AEW talent for the title. Um, you probably more likely uh, Christian will build some Impact uh, stars. Because obviously he has a, um, a he spent a lot of time in in TNA. Uh, he'll, he'll he'll have like a more uh, um, uh, love for that company, and he's 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 he seems to be the kind of person whose whose uh, role is to elevate people. Um, so you probably more likely impact are going to gain more from from um, from uh, Christian being champion unless they do the whole switcheroo and Kenny wants his titles back and then they, they just do a, a quick flip-flop, which I could totally see. I could too. At this point, I don't know what's going on. Um, and whatever Punk does, I'm sure it'll be Punk Darby at All Out if Punk really does show up or win, apparently to a lot of people. Um, but I don't know what it's happens. It's coming up this week and... Friday will be make or break. There is that that for me is a marmite situation. It will either be one of the biggest things in wrestling in the past decade, or we will see Chicago's All State Arena burn to the ground. Not All State, homie. They got well, the bigger. They got the United Center. Was the United Center? Apologies. They yeah. got the fifteen, sixteen thousand seat arena, dog. If if yeah. Punk does not at least show up there. That that will be burnt to the ground by those I fans. Agree. I agree. It's a I very agree. brave play. Very brave. It is. It is very brave. And if there's one thing I give Tony Tony Khan credit for, is he got balls, dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He got balls, bruh. Like the size of grape. The size of uh, Vince got grapefruits. My man got watermelons, dog. Yeah, and even Punk was was alluding to it uh, this past weekend. Uh, uh, commentating for some uh, for an MMA uh, promotion, uh, there was yeah, a, some fine, re- yeah. yeah. Uh, there was uh, some wrestling, and he's uh, the the commentator comment uh, said about how uh, he's took it to wrestling, and, and Punk said, "Yeah, he looks like he's all elite." And I'm like, "Oh, Punk, you know how to play these crowds. You know how to play." He teased it again today uh, on his Instagram story. He put 05, 11, 21. If you know what those those dates are, 05 is the summer of punk and Ring of Honor and when he signed. 11 is the summer of punk in WWE. 
when Pipe Bomb happened. And 21 is the summer of punk again. So, yeah, they're both teasing the hell out of it. And it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's at, at this point, if it don't happen, first and foremost, just the the, the small anarchist in me is going to laugh. It, and I am. It, but, and it's not because it's AEW. If it happened to AEW, I'd laugh too, right? Like, I had to laugh at Jay White for as much as I built myself up thinking he was going. I had to laugh at myself. But... I know they can come back from that very easily because they got the goodwill that extends forever. But how do you come back from that? The very like, imagine ending that night. Imagine ten o'clock Central Time ends. The show is over, and there's no punk. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be brutal. Uh, and the only way you get out of 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 that is if you have Punk's music player and MJF comes out. But then, and you're right, but why would you do that? When MJ, see, this is that's another thing that bothers me. I appreciate so, so strongly that AEW is the opposite of WWE and that WWE will run a feud into the ground mm-hmm. over and 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 over again. AEW, you probably got one big match and then after that, maybe a tag, but it's over. Mm-hmm. I think they're too short, but I appreciate that it's different and it's something. And they have shown they'll come back to it. But they be moving away from fuses before fuses are done. Christian still got one more match for Matt Hardy. Right? It should be one more final match. He just beat the blade who keeps knocking him out. Should be the one blow off. Bing, bang, boom. We done. Right? Christian, who had had no prior um, interaction with Kenny, except for when he debuted, all of a sudden gets heated up because he's the number one contender They because they want to go back to the rankings all of a sudden, right? And because Christian, who's homies with Jurassic Express, who are also the number one guys on the, uh, number one guys in the rankings, now all of a sudden, that's the big story. We, we just pivoted <laughs> three weeks for, a champ, for our big paper. Like, that don't rock with me, man, because it's not continuity. Yeah, the the story was always how it was built, and and that's something that, um, as as a, a new AEW fan, I was hoping that they carried that on because we uh, we as WWE fans we see storylines just get run through really quick, like like you said, bang bang bang, rematch rematch rematch, but a storyline's usually over and done in a month, ready for the next pay per view. With AEW having that. Um, uh, five pay-per-views a year and then uh, the the weekly specials, it felt that storylines had more time to breathe. And that was what the, one of the coolest things about the Hangman stuff. You went on this journey with him uh, through his lowest points and his and his uh, issues of alcohol to him building a friendship up with, with Dark Order and, and starting to believe in himself, to realise yep. he didn't need the elite, that he could be better than the elite. And then it's bang, stop. Well, that's ended now. Uh, Christian, you're you're now in. Uh, how how will we get there? Oh yeah, he's magically number one in the rankings. Uh, wow, what's he what's he done? He's beat these jobbers. Oh well, then yeah, Christian, you're number one. Uh, he, yeah, but he's doing this storyline with with uh, Matt Hardy and and his his team with Jungle Boy and 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 Luchasaurus. Oh well, we'll throw them in the tag division as well. It's it's very it's WWE booking, and it's everything that we give WWE shit for. Yep. But yet it's it's accepted because AEW are the new shiny shiny. And and also 
while we're on the subject, I I thought the five labors of Jericho idea was genius. Mm-hmm. I thought the execution of the idea has been flawless. Even if the Hoover match wasn't great, it was still a flawless idea. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, flaw. It's been good. Uh, I think there's been little continuity issues that have that have annoyed me. Uh, so, for instance, the the uh, the Hoovy stipulation was he had to do a move off the top rope. Mm-hmm. He had to finish the match with a top rope move, but he just did that in the Nick Gage match. He did a he literally did a Hurricane Rana and got Nick Gage through a big pane of glass. So it kind of took away the whole point of that. And well, then to the, finish the match. Because he finished the match with the Judas effect. No, I, I understand that. Yeah, but um, I see what you're saying. It's just those, it's almost like they had this great idea, but they didn't have the the kind of whole storyline planned like week to week. And it's kind of like, again, flying by the seat of your pants. Well, what we're doing for the third labour, what we're going to do for the fourth labour, and it's who we can bring in to uh, make this, uh, uh, make it pop every single week. Uh, and then you get to the fifth labour, and it's, he doesn't That's get to come. Out, it doesn't get to come out to his his music, and he doesn't get to hit the the Judas effect. Whoopee! This is Christian. Uh, this is our Chris Jericho who's got the uh, walls of Jericho, the lion soul. He the, he can do plenty of other moves apart from the Judas effect, and the crowd are going to sing his song anyway. So it's okay. it's a a ridiculous kind of a damp squib of an end for me. Let me disagree with you there. Because it is a damp squiver. That's a new word. I've never heard that before. But a damp squib. It, it, oh, is damp it, squib. it is indeed a damp squib of an end. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning is a thing. You know, a squib is a thing. It's, you know, a movie uh, um, like when people get shot and then they have bl- uh, blood exploding. Well, the squib is like a little blood packet. So when you pretend to shoot, the, the squib like, explodes and that's a... A squib is a type of kick in American football. That's all I know. But <laughs> we're gonna go with that. It it, it was a bit of a damp squib. Um, so the so I actually enjoy the the stipulation that he can't come out to Judas and that he can't use the Judas effect for this for for this one reason. So much of Jericho's AEW tenure has been built upon his relationship with the fans. It's almost like. I hate this dude, but it's almost like Hulk Hogan-esque that if Hulk, there was, there were so many matches in his career that if Hulk didn't have the fans, he couldn't have hooked up and he probably would have lost. But the fans gave him that extra juice to allow him to do that. Well, that's what Judas does for Jericho and the Judas effect. Nobody's kicked out of it. People have gotten out of the walls of Jericho. People have kicked out of the code breaker. People have, everybody kicks out of Lion Tamer. I think I'll kick out on tour at this point. But nobody loses to the Judas effect. So it's a cool way to kind of get into his head. What I don't like is if the goal of the five labors was to face MGF at the end, shouldn't you beat a guy before you face him at all out? Why are you face why is MJF the fifth labor? MJF should be the guy after the fifth labor. Unless I'm 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 reading that wrong. No, you're absolutely right. That was the whole point of the, the labors of Hercules, that he beat the, the twelve labors. Uh, to to get his revenge on 
um, whoever it was he was meant to get into the Avenger. Yeah, I think something like that. But yeah, the, the final boss wasn't part of the 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 label. The label. Yeah. And and for me, this is another uh, issue, or maybe not an issue now, but an issue certainly that could potentially happen is every show is special, which means no show is special. Well, when yeah. Yeah. when you when you have uh, Fight for the Fall and Night One, Fight for the Fall and Night Two, Fighter Fest, Homecoming, yeah. uh, the last the first dance of, of Rampage, um, I get that you have to sell and you need eyes on your product and you need uh, to make sure people tune in. But when every show is is a special event, no show becomes a special event. There's no reason to buy the pay per views because all the weekly shows are special. Uh, you, you're giving it, this is this is a pay per view match. This is very reminiscent of Hogan versus Goldberg in, mm-hmm. in the Georgia Dome. Mm-hmm. It should have been 100%. on a pay per view. 100%. 100%. Completely agree. Um, going in all out, we don't know what's going to happen with MJF. We don't know what's going to happen with Jericho. We don't know what's going to happen with the Bucks. There's so many uncertainties two weeks outside of a, pay- a major pay per view. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, I want to take a quick break because I want to run through two quick hits of major news items that came out today, and we can get out of here. Uh, but um, while you're listening, thank you again. This is Thursday. Happy Thursday. Midweek mainstay head trauma. Big fish mags. Ray Cash. Go to ProResitees.com slash chair shot. Go buy some fantastic merch. Um, you know, you Jesus did the job. Uh, Baron Corbin sucks. Maybe we'll give Baron Corbin a portion of our proceeds. Probably not. He needs it. He will. <laughs> he will not. He got the money in the bank you, contract now. It's what you get for investing in Bitcoin. It's your own fault, Baron. Whoa. <laughs> hold on, because I, I, I own crypto. Wait a minute. But okay. Nonetheless, my feelings are hurt. We'll be right back. I'm going to go trade my crypto. See you in just a <laughs> Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. We interrupt our own podcast to bring some, not breaking, but new news. Uh, we're here at Head Trauma here at thechairshot.com. We are very proud of our honesty, and we always want to be legitimate and speak truthfully. One thing to have an opinion about things, but we also want to tell the truth. And so we just recorded 
this whole long 40 plus minutes of talking of trashing Dave Meltzer and AEW and all the situations involving the Andrade Kenny Omega Triple A Mega Championship match. Well, some news has come to light today. Breaking kayfabe, insider baseball. We're this we're recording this part on a Tuesday. We recorded the original part on a Monday, so which is why we're kind of interrupting our own show for this. But Max, talk to the people and tell them what we've learned today. Yeah, so uh, if you've listened to the 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 ramblings of the two madmen that came before this part, uh, you'll know that uh, the the original report coming from Dave himself was that uh, the AEW essentially uh, strong armed uh, AAA in, into uh, not having the title change when they wanted Andrade uh, to to become the champion. Uh, now on uh, Wrestling Observer Radio, this uh, after we'd recorded. Uh, Dave had some some more insight into how that decision making went um, on on that day, and he's again he's reiterated that AAA wanted Ella uh, uh, Ella to leave with the title, whilst AW didn't want that to happen. Um, they they actually originally didn't want to lose either the Impact belts or the AAA belts. Uh, but um, when they had to kind of change up the the storylines to insert Christian into the title picture, uh, the the kind of wheels were set in motion that he would win the Impact titles, which then kind of meant that um, keeping hold of the the Triple A title was was a little bit more important. They didn't want Kenny to go on on this losing streak. Uh, but according to Dave, uh, once once that kind of switch with the Impact titles happened, everything changed. Uh, and uh, this is a quote from Dave himself. He said, when Kenny arrived in Mexico City, he wasn't aware that Ric Flair was going to be involved with with, uh, with Andrade. He suggested that the title did change hands after all, and for Flair to be involved in how it happened. Um, then Tony was brought into the conversation. Uh, he was fine with uh, the title change happening, uh, given the way that Kenny proposed the, the storyline to go. However, Triple A's... Um, um, uh, CEO or, or uh, Booker uh, Dorian Roldan, uh, he made the final call for Kenny to retain the title because they came up with a, a, a supplementary storyline where it would be uh, Kenny versus Psycho Clown, something that we mentioned on the show that yep. that's, that is something we could see happening. Uh, so, um, yeah, it, it, it seems that there was still a little bit of a kind of manipulation from, from AEW, but it, they were a little bit more kind of a, a flexible than than first laid out by Dave Meltzer. So essentially Dave's corrected his own story with, with this uh, this initial information. So uh, all the things we said about uh, Dave's reporting still are, are accurate because yeah. he, it was his story in the, in the first place. He's not correcting another story. He's uh, correcting what he put out uh, uh, on, the, on the Saturday with his uh, with his report on the Monday, so uh, all our kind of opinions and and issues with the way Dave reports are still valid. It's just that he's corrected himself with uh, with this report, so we feel it's only right that we correct ourselves uh, and we yes. give you as as pertinent information as we can, and we'd be transparent. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's one of the reasons why I would like to think that you guys listen and follow us because. We are transparent. We have no problem saying we were wrong. Yeah. Now, were we wrong? 
Yeah, sure. Because we were going off the information we were told. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if for if anybody wants me to apologize, I'll be glad. I I apologize for being for being wrong. But I, I it's important that I hate saying I'm I'm sorry, but I hate that. So I'm doing that. So forgive me for that. I do think it's interesting though that what you said still I think is relevant is that every one of our opinions still counts I think because one we were going with the information that we were told but two and more importantly regardless of how it happened regardless of at the end of the day AAA was made made the final call to still let Kenny keep the title AEW still meddled in another championship that they the don't push, control the, the push was still there whether and so, AEW and, and Kenny especially and, and this this I think speaks to more to Kenny's character than, than perhaps AEW's character uh, he point. was willing to do the do the job to do the good uh, the best for the company um, and and Triple uh, A whilst they they made the final decision there was certainly influence there in the at least in the early days that AEW mm-hmm. didn't want uh, Omega to lose uh, these titles. Just as they didn't want him to lose the impact out, so it's still. I think the the issue of of having a company have control of uh, of your of a number of companies' titles is still a very kind of relevant point. Uh, it it just seems counterintuitive that that you as the owner of a company don't have control of of the top prize in your in your promotion. I mean, any prize really, but especially the top prize. And yes, what you said about Kenny is real, and I think. Kenny gets a lot of shit on the internet among non-elite fans, right? And so a lot of that he puts on on his own self because he, being around the Bucks for so long, has enjoyed the trollish part of the job. But oftentimes, if we're talking about the -the behind-the-scenes situation, Kenny normally is on the side of right. And I give him credit for that. (laughs) Kenny is over the women's division in in AEW and has spoken ad nauseum. About two for nail for that women's division. One hundred percent. Even, even to the point where he said things that I don't want to say are disparaging, but are absolutely going the opposite way of what Tony, Nick, and Matt, and I don't know about Cody because Cody is always kind of on his own world. But at least those three say or show. And you know, in this situation, I have no doubt that what Dave said is true. He. Ric Flair being there changes the whole situation. This, that's that man's dad. That's the man's father-in-law. That's a big, the the. I mean, you know, he's not the greatest of all time, in my opinion, but the greatest of all time, quote unquote, showing up to Triple Mania. What? That's a big. That's that's big. So I completely understand it. Um, and you know what? Triple A got every right to do what they want for the championship. And I hate that all of this nonsense had to happen for them to finally do what they want to do with their championship. But. The conversation is just uncomfortable for me in general. That, and I know I, I don't have nothing to do with no wrestling stuff. I don't work in I don't work in the business. I'm not a booker. I'm not one of the boys. I'm just a fan, and I respect my position, know who I am. But for me, it is uncomfortable to know that one company can control another company's championship. I don't appreciate that. I don't like that. That doesn't turn me on. It doesn't tickle my fancy. That doesn't make me more interested. It, it, it turns me off, actually, because it lets me know that you said it on just a few minutes ago, if you list, rewind 20 minutes, that 
when you have these companies that make these deals where they have talent shares or the forbidden door, quote unquote, it only helps one company, and that's the big dog on the block. And AEW is the big dog on the block. And I get it. For the fans, you ain't never seen this before. So it's, oh, my God, and cool. People you don't normally see on different shows, cool. Ultimately, it's not really amounting to a whole lot of tangible things. So when you... We've been around the block. The fact is a lot of fans now are, are where we were 10, 15 years ago. They, they see this and it's cool. And as an older, kind of more mature fan, it is cool. I want to see um, all these companies working together. But I've also seen companies working together and yeah, there's the only point. ever one winner. There's only ever one winner. It's as simple as that. It's the one that uh, that benefits the most out of these out of these relationships. Uh, and when that uh, company has had enough of of playing with the little dogs, and they pull out, the the little dogs end up being left in the lurch. And we've seen it time and time again. Uh, it's it's a very cyclical uh, thing in the wrestling business. Um, but yeah, I understand as a fan, it's cool. Who doesn't want to see uh, Kenny versus Psycho Clown? Who doesn't want to see Kenny versus uh, a Scorpion? It's going to be some amazing matches. But eventually, when AEW do decide to close shop, what have they done to promote AAA? What have they done to promote Impact? That point is still relevant. Fantastically said. I, at the end of the day, when this, when everybody goes their own ways, and Impact is only Impact at this point. There's no crossover, and GCW is only GCW, and NWA is only NWA, and AAA is only AAA, and New Japan is only New Japan, and whatever it is, and AEW is only AEW. Other than AEW, the main company, the other companies really benefited. Just food for thought. Um, yeah, we we wanted to make sure we put this caveat in here for you guys. We're gonna take one more break and then we're gonna come back and finish the finish what we recorded yesterday, uh, where I asked Mr. Mags um, two kind of quick hit uh, stories that uh, he goes off on. So yeah. I think you'll enjoy that. So let's throw it back to past Ray and Mags. That's that's terrifying. <laughs> Oh, I mean, we could have given each other the lottery numbers. Damn, we missed out. We missed so, out. are we just happening in our flex capacitor? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Back to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sierra Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta, Shield. Hey folks, listen up, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Pins, stickers, illustrations. Angrylemonade.net. This is my yard now. So I didn't talk this over with you before, but I want to run through these two with you, these two things with you real quick, and get kind of get your hot takes. So 
I guess this could be a, a segment we call Mags' Hot Takes. And enter flame emojis and sounds here. <laughs> um, first segment. NXT, apparently, after TakeOver 36 this weekend, which you can see this weekend on the WWE Network and Peacock, and you can get predictions with my boy Mags and the homie Josh Robinson this weekend. He'll tell you about that. Um, but after TakeOver 36, apparently they're going back to the tape format of NXT. Your thoughts? It's a bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> um, again, it kind of leads into uh, to the conversation that we've had over the last week or so uh, about how there seems to be this internal power struggle in, in NXT. Um I can. It makes sense, I suppose. Get all your all your recording done in blocks. It looks like the uh, uh, parts of the world maybe locking back down in in terms of COVID and things like that. So it kind of does make sense. I think the WWE have announced today a new edict that all wrestlers, when you are not uh, uh, performing, you have to have a mask on at all times, and there'll be uh, daily checks for for COVID again. So it, it kind of does make sense. Um, but it, it's all this cost-cutting measures because you you record four episodes in a block, then you you don't have all that production to play week on week. Um, how uh, USA are going to feel about it because their kind of issue was they wanted live programming. Um, let's uh, let's see how the wind uh, blows with that one. But uh, I'm not I'm not unhappy about it. I'll be more than happy if I hear spoilers and then it ruins the show for me. Well, that's why I'm livid about this. Because I unless I there's no way I can get away from spoilers unless I don't check my phone and get on Twitter. It's impossible to get away from it. Um it may be a little easier for you because the time zones are so different that you're I mean, you don't sleep, you're a vampire. But <laughs> people of people who aren't you, you know may miss a lot of the American side of these things. Nonetheless, I think it's a terrible idea because I never thought about the fact that they were doing it for COVID. If that's why, I'm okay with it because you're trying to protect your talent. Let's get them in here once, be done with it. I can understand that. But if you're doing it for the reasons we think we're, they're doing it, number one, y'all don't tour. You have no excuse. Mm-hmm. Number two, y'all own the building that y'all do it in. You're not leasing. Y'all own the Capital Wrestling Center, a.k.a. the Performance Center. And number three, and most importantly, you sold that brand to USA on the on the goodwill of live content every week. And historically, history has proven that tape shows don't draw. Now, oftentimes, if something is taped, it'll be a lower rating because, one, people don't feel like it's as important, as important and two, you can go easily find out what happened and not need to see it. Well, that, and that's it. And that that is a lot of the times it's the issue. You you find out the results, uh, you see what's gone on uh, on social media, and then you don't need to tune in because you know the storylines. You know how the the uh, the matches go. You have no reason to to sit there for two hours watching the show. You can you can use that two hours to do something else. Yeah, maybe sell sell your crypto. So, look, when I get rich and and I bring Mr. and Mrs. Mags and the baby Magses and the grandbaby Magses 
to uh to Ray Quinn Island. So say nothing. Okay. Um, Dodge kites. <laughs> I got a lot of Dogecoin actually. I really do. <laughs> I got like I have like 120 Dogecoin. So it's very cheap. It's very cheap. Like I bought them at like 19 cents a share. But I mean, you know. Um, one more thing for you, sir. We talked about this a little bit. Your boy Max Cast is losing it right now. Oh. Poor Max Cast, and if this is a work, first no, and foremost, no, 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 no. I, I, I normally go along with what you said, but not poor Max Caster. Fucking childish, thirty-two-year-old, grown-ass adult Max Caster. Preach, brother. I, it, this, um, I look. I have been burned too many times in the past. Anything in wrestling could be a work. Everything is a work, depending on how you look at it. But if this is legitimate, he right now he has taken every single uh, reference of AEW off of his Twitter page. Mm-hmm. He has unfollowed everybody involving AEW except for I think like Alex Reynolds and Alex Marvez. It's probably because he forgot them. Because I mean, who who the fuck talks about Alex Marvez? Um, <sighs> saying so fuck that guy. And he's an important to the company. I mean, he may be he's probably a good dude. I don't care. Uh, and he's selling his merch, but on a on uh, eBay. But it's not just selling his merch. What he's saying is, um, needs some extra money this month, and I don't think I'll be needing this stuff anymore. Get it off my hands, dog. This is a, this is. A 32-year-old man, Ray. 32. Three decades he's been on this earth. I'm 33, so that puts it in perspective. I just turned 33 last month. So he, he let's, let's not call, let's call a spade a spade. He fucked up. His, his uh, promo was uh, the wrong side of Edge. Um, he, was, uh, he was chastised by the company. And again, uh, I would like to reiterate that the company put this promo out yep. on their on their show and then quickly backtracked. And I still don't believe Tony's bullshit that he had no part of it. He that that was fed to him by somewhere. He he knows he's a mark for his own wrestling company. He knew that that was happening. Uh, we saw it on Twitter days before it dropped. So there's no way that uh, Tony Khan, who definitely, definitely vanity searches, did not see that this uh, this uh, uh, was an issue. So it went on, it got took down and edited, and Max got uh, Max essentially got put in his place by the company. But instead of taking the the Sammy Guevara route, which uh, uh, props to Sammy, he uh, acknowledged he was in the wrong with the Sasha Banks stuff. He uh, took time to apologize, took time to make uh, reparations. Max has thrown his toys out of the pram, selling his gear, um, basically slating the company, saying that uh, he's not going to need these anymore. This is a guy who clearly has never been told no in his life. He's um, never been told no. off in his life. What a child. What an absolute child. And, you know, all he was, the only punishment we know he got is he was taken off TV for a few weeks mm-hmm. and, uh, Sent to sensitivity training. That's it. We don't know of any fines. We don't know of any anything like that. 
So if sensitivity training, which most of us in corporate America have to take on a regular, if that was that big a deal for you, then my God. And what's what's funny is, Mags, that nobody can stick up for the kid for what he said and what he did. I mean, but, people are trying to. Well, you know, but I mean, keep my thoughts to myself. Yes. However, um, he shouldn't have been the only person to take this heat. You just, as you said, Tony and the company should be getting a whole bunch of this, you know. And Tony basically just got scot free. He went on busted open, said what he said. Nobody said a word about Tony in this situation anymore. Because he's he's untouchable. It's annoying. Man. Yeah, it's yep. annoying. The the kind of a. The, the two levels that there is in wrestling, that if this had happened, and again, I, it's something that we hate saying it, but it's it's ringing true time and time again. If this had happened back from a WWE wrestler, I mean, how much shit did Charlotte Flair get for exact, for similar lines on, on her promo? The Simone Biles line, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but AEW get a pass and WWE get lambasted. Uh, and another thing, just before we close the show, uh, I want to touch on another petulant child, uh, but this one is a much older petulant child. Uh, this guy's probably in his 60s now. Um, good old pimple dick himself, Dave Meltzer. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, <clears throat> now, Dave gets more publicity on our show than any other show in the world. Yeah, and again, I'm going to caveat this with... Um, I read a lot of Dave Meltzer stuff. I, I don't always kind of uh, agree with the hate that he gets. I think he's controversial a lot of times for controversial sake. But if he gives a match rating, I'm, I'll, I'll give it a bit of gravitas. It's not a be-all, end-all, but it certainly uh, would be um, something I would look out for. But he's got uh, this kind of reputation recently of being very AW biased. He gets a lot of grief about being on the payroll and stuff like that. Now, for somebody who's getting that kind of reputation, and he's meant to be the the preeminent journalist in wrestling, uh, the 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 above reproach journalist, he put a tweet out um, earlier on today, and it's if you are baiting the fan base who give you grief, um, I, I I just don't see how he can claim to be unbiased anymore. So um, essentially, there was a um, a video put on by the the BT Sport UFC uh, Twitter handle of uh, Dustin Poirier. Uh, he tapped out uh, the four-time world strongest man, um, and then Dave quote tweeted it, saying Vince McMahon and his cronies will tell you that uh, this is fake and could never happen in real life. Now, uh, I saw a conversation that you were having with uh, with someone in the, in the, um, the uh, internet wrestling community uh, where you were talking about context. Uh, usually, like I said, usually a very level-headed guy. Uh, he had some kind of a little bit out there takes. Um, but what is the context in this? There is no reading between the lines. There's no kind of twisting these words to uh, make Dave Meltzer look like he said something that he hasn't said. And that happens a lot. I've got to give David props. A lot of stuff he says is taken out of context. It's uh, it's um, analysed to the nth degree. But 
there is no other take you can get from saying Vince McMahon and his cronies will tell you this is fake and, and never could happen in real life than you are poking the bear. You are trying to get a rise and you are a journalist. If you, if uh, MMA, if football, if news, if entertainment had journalists that had this kind of biased uh, kind of baiting of the fan base, that journalist would be ostracized. You would not see that person on on uh, on uh, ESPN ever again. Well, in America, they might get a raise, but well, I mean, <laughs> here in the UK, certainly there's there's uh, there's very strict laws about our TV channels showing uh, showing no bias. Yeah, this this is clear bias. This would be like the BBC saying definitely don't vote Labour, definitely vote Conservatives. It's it's ridiculous, and this is a grown ass man. Who, who has been in this business for decades and he's trying to bait the, the fan base and really play into that uh, being on AEW's payroll. And yet he complains when he's told he's on AEW's payroll. It's ridiculous. He needs to grow up. See, that's the thing that I hate about Dave Meltzer more than anything. Like, his star ratings, uh, his takes, hey. what bothers me is his blatant disregard for the responsibility he bears for the entire wiring of a ma- of a majority of this fan base's thought processes and beliefs. What I mean by that is, for the ma- for the overall majority of the wrestling time period, he was most ninety percent of all news came from Dave. Star all all the star ratings go by Dave to this point, right? Mm-hmm. So. People literally garnered their wrestling ideologies from Dave's reporting, his biases, his ideas and ideologies, and his star ratings, his outlook. So he had, but he, but he is, but he's so flippant when somebody says that to him, and he bear he takes no responsibility for the way that the community is. Mm-hmm. Things like that are exactly the point. The whole Ryan Satin uh, argument with him about the whole uh, Roman had leukemia situation came back up today. And to Dave's credit, Dave never said explicitly that Roman didn't have leukemia or he didn't believe Roman had leukemia. But he questioned everything about it. Mm-hmm. He questioned if he was taking the right, the same, he, he questioned if he was taking the actual pill because he said, no, he, Roman's not taking that, he's taking this. Roman ab- explicitly said that, that he, what he took. He questioned how he was able to go do the, the movie for Hobbs and Shaw when even Alvarez, who is oftentimes worse than Dave, explained to him he didn't need to be there for the whole three months. He could have been there for a week and been gone. You know, so many of the things he's questioning and which leads people to feel the way they feel about him. But then he's so flippant or so ignorant or so arrogant that he doesn't care. Or he can't see the forest for the trees and keeps going. And the people worship him like they're worshiping a deity. When he's just a guy who liked wrestling, liked MMA, and wrote about it. He's nothing special to wrestling. You know, from a historian standpoint, he's fantastic at that. You know, he's one of the best ever. We're talking about just the history of the of business. When it comes down to his reporting, miss me with all that, man. Because 
you know, all the times he's come up with conjecture and you say that people misunderstand him, that's because he can't ever say something correctly. No. It's his fault. Let's not forget the whole whole issue he had with um, Peyton Rice. Um, He's so bad at putting his thoughts into words. For someone whose job is a journalist to report uh, the news and 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 the stories around wrestling, when you hear him talk, he's he's so bad at words. It's yep. it's horrific that uh, and he got a lot of grief around that that pair and Roy stuff. But if you uh, take and kind of almost try and translate what he's trying to say, there's there's sense there. The but it's the way he puts it across. It's almost like he's. He doesn't think before the words come out, and it's only afterwards. Word vomit. Yeah, yeah. word vomit. It, it's only afterwards that the, the, the his brain uh, says, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that." And then he goes on defensive mode, and then he plays a lot of what aboutism, where he kind of uh, deflects issues. Uh, yeah, so if you're in the business of being a journalist, you have to have impartiality you cannot be biased and and that's an issue i've had with a lot of journalists recently that um especially with the with the uh the releases there's a lot of emotional uh reporting going on a lot of people uh putting their feelings into the reports rather than giving you the news and letting you deal with that how you will uh it's a very unique thing to the the wrestling world that you see the reporters giving you their their feelings on something yeah. rather than uh, the, just the the facts of the stories. It's uh, it's 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 interesting to watch, but it also shows that there is clear clear bias. Well, that's that's the problem with wrestling journalism. It doesn't exist because there is no journalistic integrity. You can't have journalistic integrity about a sport that isn't real, about a a a a theater-esque show that one person picks and chooses who loses for every company. Mm-hmm. You can't be journalistically in- integral because there is no journalist journalism to begin with. And that's the biggest that's the biggest issue with Meltzer is that he's not a journalist and never has been a journalist. He's a guy who liked wrestling and started writing about it. He's not trained, didn't go to school. Somebody like Sean, Sean Ross Sapp went to school for it and even he's still super emotional about it. But he went to school for journalism. Yeah. But these these people aren't journal these people aren't real journalists. They're just I'm let me say all of them because some of them act like John Alba actually works in journalism, but just does wrestling. But when it comes to wrestling, he's always also emotionally reporting things, and it's because you this isn't sports. There there there's a concrete factual things happening. The only th- concrete factual things happening are things like releases. And to your point, everybody was reporting it horribly how many times on espn have their own colleagues been cut on the same day and they had to report that mm-hmm. but they had to report it unbiasedly yeah that's the absolutely. business but wrestling journalism doesn't exist and so that's why if you don't believe in wrestling journalism like i don't go buy the hashtag journalism shirt from pro slash the chair shot because uh that's all a parody sir and that is how you do actual journalism. Brilliant. Thank Absolutely you. brilliant. Um, 
yeah, we're going to stop being the old men waving our fists at the cloud because this has been a bit of a bitter show today. Oh, it's been a rant. But that that's what you come here for. You come here to listen to us rant. Yeah, and I don't like... I, I mean, I like, I like rant shows, but I don't ever like to... I don't like having negative feelings and thoughts and opinions about things. Mm-hmm. And this is easily one of the best times in wrestling history to be a wrestling fan. Everything going on. All of the things happening in New Japan. Will Ospreay is back if you care about the shit like that. The Good Brothers and G.O.D. finally had their long-awaited confrontation. Resurgence apparently was a very good pay-per-view, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yes. Imp- Impact is doing Impact things. I don't give a fuck, but a lot of people do, right? I'm just being, I'm being honest. I'm just being honest, right? Uh, GCW is killing right now. They got their fake war games. MLW just brought back Azteca Underground. WWE got SummerSlam in a football stadium, and then Phil Brooks may be clobbering time again. The Hills TV show with Stephen Amell came out this week, and that was good. It's a great time for wrestling. And I hate that some these things are happening that are deviating from all of the positivity we should be talking. Britt Baker got one of the best pops you'll ever see. Oh, in, in Britsburg. Britsburg. Match wasn't worth shit, but it was a but she got a great pop. Jamie Hader came back. People thought it was Becky Lynch. Shout mm. out to Jamie Hader, right? Like good things are happening. Let's focus on the good stuff. And st- all these negative things coming out, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But we can't not talk about it. And this is a safe space. You come here to listen, to give us. A, I'm at It's Ray Cash, R-E-Y's, as a Mysterio, C-A-S-H, as in dollars. Mags is at Father Mags. We're here for, for the content. Come talk to us. Yeah, at Chair Shot Media. Reach out to us. Let us know what you think. This is a safe space. You come at us respectfully. We will. I, we will talk to you all day long. Yep. I, I, the, the reason I got involved in wrestling Twitter was for the conversation. Uh, yep. And and then I got drag kicking and screaming to create content by uh, this man right here. You're welcome. <laughs> or I apologize, whichever way. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm very sorry. <laughs> I've, I have ruined your life, and I'm sure your wife hates me. <laughs> Absolutely not true, uh, but yeah, that's uh, pretty much all we've uh, all on our plate for for today. And hopefully next next week we'll have uh, some fun topics to talk about, especially with uh, with all the wrestling that's coming up over the next uh, few days. But uh, Ray alluded to something that I'm going to be on um, this weekend, um, doing a uh, essentially two shows with with uh, the amazing Josh Robinson, where we'll be uh, predicting NXT Takeover 36, and then. Uh, we'll be uh, predicting SummerSlam um, with the news that we may not be getting Sasha versus Bianca. Don't claim that. Oof. Don't claim that. Don't don't look. You don't I'm... say Beetlejuice three times. You don't say Candyman and Mary. You don't scream <laughs> Bloody Mary. Don't say that. Mm-hmm. 
well, I hope we still get it. Uh, but yeah, you can uh, um, if you go to Twitch TV, uh, Twitch.tv slash Josh Robinson Double Zero. We're on uh, the s- Saturday and then the Sunday before the pay per view. So definitely go and check that out. Uh, otherwise, you can fi- find me all over Radio Techers. We're doing some uh, really important things there um, in terms of covering football, wrestling, the amazing debate that uh, that Ray was a part of this weekend. I uh, hope we'll be bringing a lot more of that kind of uh, short form and long form content over there at Radio Techers. Um, my dudes over at um, Visionaries still banging out amazing content week after week. And then the team that we're, we are proudly part of here at Chairshot, uh, just slaying it week after week after week, really kind of doing some really cool stuff, bandwagon nerds, um, Poddy's War, uh, the, the Twitterless um, Princess uh, Miranda Morales, a changing attitude. We uh, Outsiders Edge just banging great content out, well, out day after day. Stephanie had the homie Josiah Williams on this week. Yes, yes, and it's a cracking episode. Yeah. she She's killing it. Stephanie, I mean, I don't really get to speak to her uh, too much, but her shows are banging it yep. week after week. She's she's really raising the bar. And by the way, shout out to Josh, who's probably one of one of, if not the hottest content creator in wrestling, the Wrestleverse right now. He is hot. He's killing it. So shout out to my boy. And uh, I'm looking forward to checking those out uh, this weekend. And you got a million things around here. On the chairshot.com. Um, news, reviews, opinions, and analysis. Uh, because you're smarter than the average fan. I'm trying to do my best, Chris Platt. <laughs> trying really hard. Greetings, salutations. Thank you. Thank you, please. <laughs> please and thank you. Thank you, yeah. please. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but thank you for listening. Thank you for rocking with us. We love y'all. We know y'all love us, or we hope. Yeah, most of y'all probably listen to the show because you hate us, but that's fine too. It's in line. Uh, nonetheless, we appreciate y'all rocking with us, and we'll be back next week. Everything's happening. Plus, we got UFC this weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so busy this weekend. I've, I've spoke to the wife today and said, right this weekend off, because uh, once it gets to Saturday, you ain't going to see me. Unless you unless you tune in. She, I mean, if if Mrs. Bags wants to tune in to twitch.tv slash Josh Robinson and then to uh, five rounds uh, after UFC, she's more than happy to. <laughs> Have her come on the edge with us. Why not, right? Or head trauma. We'll, we'll take it. Oof, she does not like wrestling. Oh, not in well. the slightest. <laughs> Most wrestling fans don't like wrestling. And with that, is... that we get out of here before I get in trouble. <laughs> So, guys, appreciate it. Yep, absolutely. Tune in next week and remember around here that you must always use your head. Flub it up, flub up, up, bro. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM.